the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson. Here you will hear teaching that will challenge you to a deeper walk with Jesus. Whatever place you are in your understanding of God's plan for your life, you will grow closer by listening. No shame, no guilt, and no condemnation. But you will be challenged to a closer walk with God. Now, here's Pastor Israel with today's teaching. Our text this morning is taken from Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 23. It's Communion Sunday, so I'd like to ask us to prepare ourselves for a Holy Communion. It's something that we do the first, month of every, uh, first week of every month. And uh, today's um, Communion meditation is entitled Authentic Praise. Authentic Praise. You know, we just sang all of these songs earlier today uh, as a way of welcoming the presence of God in our midst. And... I want you to know that uh, those praises reaches heaven. The Bible says that they're like an aroma, a beautiful aroma of God's people offering Him our praises. So it's, it's up to us to be able to, to recognize whether that praise is authentic. And that's going to be what we're talking about, uh, what we're going to be talking about this morning as our communion meditation. You know, I watched that uh, show on public television called The Antique Road Show. I love that show. I don't know why. You know, if, you, if you've seen it, you know, it's, it's about uh, people bringing in um, a precious item that belongs to them. It could be a work of art. It could be a sculpture. It could be anything of, of some historical or, or um, artistic value. And they bring, in, they bring those items up to experts. And experts then uh, would look at all of these, uh, would scrutinize and look and investigate uh, these items, whether it's a painting or whatnot. And they're going to point out things about that item that makes that item authentic. They're going to look for uh, clues that, that will give them the date where it was created, the authenticity of it. Sometimes some items will come with the signature of a painter, and it would have been uh, uh, historically documented. And once that item is authenticated, it's then given an appropriate market price. And the more authentic the item is, the higher the value. So it's, it's just as simple as that. And I want to use that analogy to, uh, to, to relate to our praise life. The same is true with our praise and worship of God. You know, as Christians, we have a prayer life. Uh, we have a life in the Word of God. Uh, we have a witnessing life where we share uh, what the Lord has done to us and for us, but we also have a praise life. We praise God as a matter of breathing. 
as, as important as, as eating, as important as drinking. Praising God to us is part of our very existence the moment we came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, it's important to understand that this is a big piece of the Christian life. We need to know whether our praises are coming from a place of worship in our hearts that is authentic before God. Could our praises to God, could our acts of worship to God, can they be authenticated? Jesus taught a great deal on the subject of authentic praise. He taught it on the very famous Sermon on the Mount, probably the center sermon piece of the entire gospel, Jesus' words on the Sermon on the Mount. And so uh, if you have your Bibles or if you, if you want to read our text up here or in your outline, uh, these are the words of Jesus when it came to validating, to authenticating uh, our act, our life of worship. He said these words. Verse 15, I begin with verse 15 in context. Watch out for false prophets. Now, obviously, Jesus was speaking to people who are proclaiming themselves to be emissaries of God or something like that, that they are uh, followers of God, that they are authentic prophets of God. And Jesus says, they come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. But by their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick up grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Now, verse 21, our main verses. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Not because a person declare, declares their praises of God means that the praise is real or authentic. We can outwardly express praises with our mouths, the praises of God, but it doesn't mean it's real. And this is true not only of us as, you know, as Christians. This is true for people in general. How many of you have praised someone, but you really didn't mean it? I think we all do it. Oh, man, you look nice on that dress. But privately you're saying, well, I don't know. So there, there is that capacity in us that can utter words of praises but that doesn't mean they are authentic. And we, uh, in, this, in this passage, Jesus was saying, not, not because you utter praises to God means that your words are authentic. Authentic praise 
is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I, I might as well make that clear, and I always do every time I preach a, a sermon on our personal worship. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. If we are filled with the Spirit of God, our praises become authentic, becomes authentic. Again, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Uh, don't confuse this with, with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the Christian doctrine that says the Holy Spirit empowers us the moment we come to faith in Jesus. Being baptized by the Holy Spirit is one thing. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is another. And it's important for us to understand that we must be filled with the Spirit in order for our praises and our worship to be authenticated. Without the work of that infilling of the Holy Spirit, uh, our praises will, be, will not even reach the roof of, of this building. It won't enter the throne room of God because authentic praises... Our ability, our capacity to praise God authentically is the work of the Holy Spirit. So we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. The, the New Testament, especially the writings of Paul and the other apostles, emphasizes the infilling, the continuous filling of the Holy Spirit. So the question then is asked, what does it mean to be filled with the Spirit? Very simply, to be filled with the Spirit is to be controlled by the Holy Spirit in everything that we do in our life. It's a, 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 it's a sense of yielding to the will of God, okay? Our praises means nothing to God if our lives are not conformed to His will. If, we're, if our will is, is contradictory to the will of God, there, there's no uh, validity to the praises that we offer. So the Holy Spirit then comes and He guides us in our worship life. We, we need to yield to that leading. And I, yeah, I can give you many examples as I have before. To yield, to the right, to yield the right of way to the Holy Spirit is, is what, to, what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. A constant surrendering, a constant yielding to the will of God. So that becomes an important consideration in validating and authenticating our worship. How do you know you are filled with the Holy Spirit? You give your freedoms. In order to do the will of God. And how does that work? Okay, well, you know, you have many instances in your life when you have every right to get even with somebody, per, per se. You got so angry, somebody violated you in some way or another, and you have every right to exact vengeance or to get even or to just lash out at the person. The moment you say, I could do all of that. I'm free to do everything that I wanted to do to justify myself, but I'm going to stop and yield to the Holy Spirit and say, I'd rather look at forgiving. I'd rather look at subsiding my anger rather than lash out and act on it. When we train ourselves, when we make that commitment to train ourselves to know the will of God, the Holy Spirit then fills us with that capacity with that power. That's what it means to have the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's true. When you came in this morning, uh, did you even give, give a second thought about whether your praises are going to be authentic before God? We have to. You know, we, we keep short accounts with God. Before we come in, we, 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 we search our hearts. Amen? We, we search it. Is there anything in me that is giving uh, the name of the, the Spirit of God uh, a black eye or whatever? And it's a matter of confessing. So when we praise God, 
The Holy Spirit then brings those praises in the very throne room of God. When we sing songs, you know why we sing? You know why Christians sing songs in their worship? This is not a new thing. Christians have been doing this forever. Our singing, our praise singing connects our souls to the very heart of God. That's what singing does. It connects our souls to the very throne room of God. And God receives those praises. He, he, he brings them in His presence and he, he savors the praises of His people. Our praise is authenticated by the Holy Spirit's work in our life. So, you know, when we ask ourselves, how do we know that this Jesus whom we're worshiping is alive? How, how, how do I know that the, the Jesus that I'm lift, whose name I'm lifting is alive. Well, that's the, that's the testimony of the praise that comes out of your mouth. No one, no one utters praises to someone or something that they don't know inside of them exists. And so this is, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. When you and I got saved, the Spirit of God begins to dwell in us and He begins to work in our life. And the first thing He does is He testifies to our spirit, the real us, that we are in fact God's children. That's Romans 8.16. It says the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. There's a, there's a communication connection that's going on where our spirit and the Spirit of God agrees and testifies that we are God's children. So this is important. And if, if we are God's children, and if our, our salvation is authenticated by the Spirit of God, then our praises will have that authenticity. So we're going to talk about the marks of authentic praise. Uh, this is, these, these three things this morning are, are markers that we can go back and, and, and look into to examine how authentic our praises to God uh, really, really is. So we look at the text for these points, okay? The marks, very, very basic, very practical, simple marks of authentic praise that is characterized in a Christian. Okay, so number one, the marks of authentic praise is characterized, first of all, with an honest confession. An honest confession, not only of faith, an honest confession of, of, of praises, more importantly. Look at verse 21, verse, uh, first part of that verse. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus says, not everyone who praises my name. Not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. By implication, it means that not everyone who praises God have real praises coming out of their hearts. There are some whose praises to God, whose confessions of praise are honest, and there are some that are not honest. So that by implication, that's what Jesus was saying. You know, you can call me Lord, Lord, or you can utter praises unto my name, but not everyone who does that uh, is, is for real. It simply means we can fake praising God, okay? We can fake it. How do we know that we are being honest? Again, 
The honesty of our praises to God is measured by the fruit of our willingness to obey the will of God, to walk in the will of God, doing the will of God. So this morning, I want to use the acronym GRACE uh, to look at what honest praises, honest confession of praises uh, looks, looks like, look like. Okay, the letter G in the acronym, I know some of you don't like acronyms because it makes you feel like you're little children. But just humor me this morning because I'd like to anchor some of these points in a more um, manageable way, uh, you know, of teaching uh, uh, these points. Okay, the, the acronym GRACE, the letter G stands for genuine interest. You know that your praises to God are honest when there is genuine interest. You know, when someone is interested in what you're saying, they are attentive, okay? They're attentive. They look at you, they listen to you, and, and, and they, they're, giving your, you, 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 you know, they're giving you their full attention because you're giving them your full attention because you're genuinely interested in them. The same is true with how we praise God. There's real interest in lifting up the name of the Lord, there's real interest in applying His words in our life, okay? Uh, uh, you know, your, your praises to God, they're not born out of simply a, a religious obligation, a religious tradition. You, you just don't praise God because, because you've been taught all your life to do that. Absolutely not. This is an honest, genuine interest in recognizing who God is and what He has done. Let me give you an example. Uh, many, even Christians, even people who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, they they just narrowly escaped an accident. They nearly got into a bad accident that they could have killed them. And the first thing that, come, that, uh, that comes out of their mouths are uh, the words like, oh, you know, I, I almost died in a car accident, but I got lucky. You know, I was just lucky I didn't get into that nasty car crash. No, 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 no. That's not what you say when you nearly, narrowly escape death. You know what you say? You say, I nearly got killed, but praise God. Praise God. I made it through. That, that's, that, that's, the, that, that's the Spirit of God unctioning you to say that. Okay? You, you, you were not lucky. There's no such thing as luck to a Christian, by the way. If you're a Christian, forget the word luck, okay? Everything is governed by God's divine providence. You woke up this morning not because you're lucky. You woke up this morning because God allowed you to wake up. You could have easily died in your sleep, right? So let not some of you sleep during the service. No, no, no. You praise God because God has providentially spared you. Okay? You, you know the difference between God's provident, divine providence being present in our lives and, and miracles, right? We do know the difference. Uh, divine providence is God superintending every single moment of your life. Dictating what's going to happen, you know, you know, leading your way, guiding your way. Healing you in your, with your sickness in a more, more natural way. Miracles, on the other hand, are supernatural occurrences. 
Now, we praise God for both. Don't wait for a miracle to start praising God. Don't wait for, you know, some kind of, you know, outstanding event in your life to be able to praise God. That's, That's not good. We praise God because God providentially interfered, interferes rather, in the daily outworking of our lives. Number two, the letter R in the acronym uh, GRACE uh, that authenticates our confession of praise is that we rejoice in truth. Genuine praise rejoices in truth. Whether truth hurts or not, an honest person gives truth and receives truth joyfully. This is a big deal in understanding whether we praise God authentically or not. We receive truth joyfully whether that truth hurts or not. I can save a lot of marriages if two people just recognizes the truth joyfully about themselves. I could, I could spare a lot of relationships from falling apart if we only learn to rejoice in the truth, to be able to receive truth, and to be able to give truth lovingly and joyfully. We don't praise God by, by, the, by virtue of what we feel or think is an, an ideal situation. See, this is what happens to us. We, we think we just simply praise God because of all the, all the things that, that we envision uh, that are good for us. But the reality of the situation is we, we praise God regardless of what's going on. Okay, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be positive. I'm not saying you shouldn't be optimistic. But we receive and rejoice in truth to be able to have that honest praise, an honest praise life. We praise God for anything and everything. But listen to me very carefully this morning. Don't praise God just because of the possibilities that He can accomplish in your life. You need to praise God for the impossibilities that happen in life too. Okay? We are not in heaven. We are here on earth. And God never ever guarantees that our life here on earth will be trouble-free. And yet, we seem to acclimate to the fact that we only praise God when we can envision something like a, you know, like a magnificent blessing. As long as something is good happening in our lives and we, we, we have the, the, the motivation to praise God. That's not in the Bible. Right? It isn't in there. Don't try to find reasons to praise God. Just praise God. Don't try to look for a reason to praise the Lord. Just praise the Lord. The letter A in the acronym GRACE stands for acknowledging our limits. You want to have an honest confession of your praises to God? You and I need to learn not only to be honest with with our abilities, we also have to be honest with our limitations. Authentic, honest people have no delusions of grandeur. They know exactly who they are. They know exactly their place. They know exactly their abilities. They know exactly their weaknesses. 
We don't offer praises to God on the basis of the, the possibilities in us. And I'm not knocking down, you know, looking at your talents and looking at the possibilities in life. I'm all for that. Let's pursue the best things that we can pursue in life. But remember, praising God has nothing to do with what's possible. Because only to God where everything is possible. There are limitations to our abilities. There are limitations to our intellect. There are limitations to a lot of things that we can do. And if we, if, if we have the, the capacity to pursue those things, we certainly need to be honest about our limitations as well. We praise God not solely on the basis of the possibilities but also on the basis of our limitations. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9, God is most glorified in our weaknesses. Paul says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. The point of the matter is we need to be honest. We, we, we need to look at ourselves and we, need to, we, we cannot aspire so much or pursue something that God did not give us the talent for, did not give us the ability to be. Remember, the Bible is not all about achieving everything in life. The Bible is about contentment. And there's a huge different difference between, you know, pursuing everything in this world that you can pursue and being content with what God gives you and where He has you. Our praises to God sometimes are predicated by the need that we have or the thing that we're pursuing. You've been listening to Living on the Rock Radio with Pastor Israel Labson, a ministry of Living Rock Christian Church in Sunnyvale, California. If you have been helped by this radio program and would like to keep it on the air, your continued prayerful and financial support is greatly appreciated. Please visit livingontherockradio.com where all your tax-deductible gifts will go directly to the radio ministry. That's livingontherockradio.com. Living Rock is a church that doesn't care how you are dressed or what candidate you voted for. A church made up of imperfect people from all walks of life with a hunger and thirst to understand God's plan for our lives. No matter what you've been through or what questions you may have about God and faith, you will find love, grace, and hope at Living Rock Christian Church, 675 East Taylor Avenue in Sunnyvale, with Sunday worship starting at 10.30 a.m. More information at livingontherockradio.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.